Yes, 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 No. We're live. Y'all are on. And this is Boss. Are we on the air? A full podcast. Yes, welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. It's a podcast with balls about balls. Yes, sir. Okay. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I, 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 I always had. I, had to I always had to take a pause. I never know. Now, I, see, I had to say something because niggas love to have this long ass pause. No, I usually like to go, but everybody always says something when I'm about to do. No, the you intro. got on me about. You got on me about that last week, so I ain't saying nothing this week. Well, shit. All right. Well, we're your hosts. I'm Buddha. It's your boy Dylan. 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 Tax bay. Late night. Drip. Drip. Drippy. 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 Corona fest boy. Whoa. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dells, aka Big Facts and Full of Facts. All right, episode 150, y'all bass. Yeah. We got to start this bitch, you know. First things first, rest in peace, Regis Phil. Ben. Wait a minute. <laughs> 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 That's not funny, but the way you did that was pretty good. No, but and I was R.I.P. Regis Feldman. Uh, you know, nah, Regis Phil. That was my guy, bro. I used to watch. Yeah, I used that's to watch, what he. Bro, just, how, how to be a millionaire? Or, yeah, that's one of your favorite people in the whole wide world, bro. Not how to be. Who <laughs> wants to be a millionaire? It's definitely not. It's definitely not one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. It's all right, bro. We won't tell nobody, bro. It'll be a secret, bro. Hey, yeah, Re- Re- Regis was a cool guy, man. Right. Right. It's all right, bro. We know he's one of your favorite people. We won't say that, bro. Show like, us, like, show us up. He knows, like bro. Him. I don't know nothing, bro. Knows goes. No, Dylan, we can't see your face. So it's on you. <laughs> I'm sorry for this other awkward pause again, ladies and gentlemen. We keep forgetting we're not. This is not a visual medium, uh, so, so people can't people can't see all the bullshit we be doing. But it's, but it's okay because if if anybody knows what nose goes is, they know that at one point in time nose has to go. Yeah, and I just assumed Dylan was the last to put his finger on his nose. So. He easily was the last to put his finger on his nose. There's, there's no doubt about it. Jit be late to the party all the time. Yeah, speaking of late to the party all the time. You have NFL players not going to the party at all because Yikes. of COVID. <laughs> hey, hashtag Segway hey, Kings. This is what hey, we do. Hey, listen. That's what I do. And that's the name of the episode. Hashtag Segway Kings. Queens. Kings. Queens? Kings. No. Kings. Oh, my gosh. Queens. What is going Kings. on? Queens. We're Kings. off the rails. So, so, anyway, yeah. So, I, I was looking at these reports, and it's a lot of players. And I guess we're saying a lot just because... You know, I, I can't speak for y'all. I can speak for, my, for myself. I wasn't really expecting this many this fast. I mean, just for example, of the Patriots alone, there's like six players that and, are and, out. And a few of them are big name players too, which is why like it was such a big deal for the Pats, especially. Yeah, Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, Marcus Cannon. I mean, there's there's guy there's big name guys. One of the one of the running backs too. Um, Brandon Bolden. Bolden. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but Bolden don't really he don't really hurt us. Yeah, like, yeah, you guys are deeper. I want to be that so. guy, but you know, yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, and then you got um, oh, who is that? Marquise Goodwin. 
Right. He just got traded and, to the Eagles, and and he, I mean, he has he had his daughter on his video when he was saying his his piece, which I mean, it, it makes sense. It, it kind of hits home when you see his daughter. Right, you know and, and on like, top, you, so he just it. had a daughter, and I think I think his wife had like had previously had like three miscarriages or something. Correct, so, correct. So like he's not taking any chances with this. So None. like, yeah, I can't fault he, any he player. It, he made it very clear that it was for this season. Yeah, he made it very very clear so people didn't get it twisted. I mean, so for you guys, I, is that is that something where you think it's individual to individual or do you think this is a red flag for the NFL in general? Uh, I feel it's definitely individual to individual. Uh, I'm looking down this list now. The Cardinals have yet to have a player opt out. The Falcons have yet to have a player. The Ravens have two. Uh, the Bills have a big uh, D-tackle out starting mm-hmm. to relay. Jordan uh, Panthers have one. The Bengals have none. Bears have one. Eddie Goldman. Browns have two. Cowboys have two. If I don't say their names because they don't matter. Uh, the Broncos have one. Detroit have John Atkins that's leaving. Green Bay Packers have Devin Funches that's opting out. Houston Texans have one. Colts have none. Chiefs have Damian Williams and somebody else that doesn't or one of their guards. The Raiders, the Chargers, the Rams, the Jaguars, and the Dolphins have absolutely nobody yet. Uh, the Vikings have one. Patriots have the biggest amount, which is why everyone thinks that we're tanking for Trevor Lawrence because they have six, which is the biggest number. Everybody else has probably about two. Uh, the Colts have two. The Giants have one. Jets have one. You just mentioned Marquise Goodwin for the Eagles. Niners have zero. Seattle has one. Pittsburgh none. Tampa Bay none. Tennessee one. Washington football team one. And then one free agent. I feel it's definitely an individual thing based off this list so far. Yeah, uh, I, I, guess I don't we'll have to see. Yeah, I don't see I don't see it being a, a league wide red flag until like if there's a situation where we start having mass outbreaks, like similar to right. what happened with the Marlins. Right. Right. I but I, I feel, feel as though people, Go ahead. Definitely the, I feel like definitely those the people that are opting out are definitely, you know, personal reasons as they, you know, have all the right to feel that way. Some people are have the, are definitely on some better be safe than sorry type of shit. But For the sure. fact that I'm not seeing enough big names on here has me feel like it's definitely an individual thing and not more so like a league wide thing. Well, I, I wanna see who else is gonna who else is gonna opt out because I mean the training camp starts on Tuesday. There are some players that haven't been heard from. Um it, I, I think it all really depends on I think it's a little personal. I think honestly too, maybe some players just ain't really trying to play football right now. I mean it's just not Conducive. I think there are some players who legitimately feel like, hey, bro, this is a super physical sport. They probably don't see how the testing is going to be done, if it can be trusted, and they don't want to put their health at risk. And you know on, what I'm on top of that, this could be seen as an opportunity for players who have been banged up kind of throughout their careers to, hey, you know what, I could take a year off take, and really not get penalized and really not get penalized and, for it. Right, and that's, that's where I was going to go next because I wanted to know and I haven't done the research necessary, but I'm like, damn, like, what happens if they're still getting paid? If they're still getting paid, right? Then, like, yeah, take that year off and, and get better. And in the same context, even if you're not getting paid, if you if you made a decent enough as salary, you can still sit out and chill for a year. Yeah, um, get, I'm not sure what, what the pay is looking like in that situation, just because 
if they're getting paid, that would mean that this has to count as a year of their contract. And I don't know if that's the case either if they're not playing. So that's... Yeah, well, I, 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 would, I, I also would doubt that they're getting you'd paid. You'd have to be... You'd have to be... Uh, the people that can get paid are guys that are considered high-risk player opt-outs. Like if, like if Connor were to opt out, like if James Connor were to opt out, he would be... Oh, oh so I... I got a little something. Because he's, okay. he's a cancer survivor, so that's what I'm saying. So they said, right. Yeah, so, so yeah, said that's NFL, what, that's what, yeah, that's what makes you a high-risk opt-out. Gotcha. And they said NFL... Yeah, NFL players consider high-risk can earn 350000 in an accrued NFL season if they chose to opt out. Players deemed low-risk can still earn up to 150000 okay. if they choose to opt out. Well, that's so dope, that, Yeah, I mean, you're still, you're still making... Enough money to get you through. Hey, it's six you know figures I mean? for sitting at home. Right. Yeah, that's doing more. Can't, you, 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 can't be, you can't be mad at that. Chilling. You make yeah. six figs sitting at the fucking house. Spending time with your family that you, you know, <laughs> you don't often get to spend time with and stuff. So it's... Right, exactly. And if you can make, and again, if you can make a case that you're high risk, you get that NFL season that counts towards your pension. Because mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, how oh, you know true. I didn't want to play? I'm high risk. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it, it's definitely one of those things where you can see it as a finesse game, right? Like a little finesser. Yeah. But, you know, in the same context, in a sport as physical as football, I mean, in the long run, especially if you're not stat chasing, shoot, that year off might be huge. Yeah, 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, like people are to, like, oh. They, they, don't, they, don't, they definitely better be able to prove their high risk, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course. And, and and although, like, people are like, oh, like, the Patriots and so on are, like, tanking or whatever the case may be, I'm looking at it like I'm looking at this list and I'm looking at guys who get injured year in, year out anyway. I right. feel like Cannon got that injured every year. Injured. Chung got injured every freaking year. Uh, and in the Hightower, he plays the full season, but by, like, week 10, he's on the injury list. Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a... It's a year where they're tanking, per se. I think it's just a year where it's like, if you look at the situation, Cam is still getting acclimated, right? You don't know if the quarterback situation is stable. And honestly, the culture of the Patriots at this point, unfortunately for what it is, you're playing for rings, right? So if you're looking at it, and and you don't want to sound, again, I'm a fan, so I don't want to sound like a pompous fan, but it's like if you're looking at the season and it's like, all right, we don't even know if we're going to get past the divisional round. Why get our main guys injured? Right. I, yeah. And I would say I would never see uh, the Patriots being a team, at least while Belichick's at, at the helm, uh, being a team that's going to, quote unquote, tank per se. But I definitely don't think that they're going into this year saying, hey, if we don't do that great, we're worried about it. They're never going to go out there and try to tank. But I don't, right. think, they're, I don't think they're stressing, you know, not going out there and being the top dog. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and, and if you look at it, again, these guys, these guys that we just named, those three in particular, even Brandon Bolden, even though I said earlier, like, hey, like, it doesn't really hurt the roster on the field. Brandon Bolden is a pretty good, he's a good locker room guy, and he knows the plays, and he can fill in where you need him to. So he's a great fill-in guy. But when you're talking about Cannon, you're talking about Hightower, you're talking about Chung, you're talking about three guys who are staples of a system. They know how the system works. They've been there for years. But you got to think about it. We can talk about a time, you know, especially, you know, Dylan and I, we can pinpoint particular times where they got hurt during critical parts of the year. 
You know what I mean? Where where we really needed those guys and they got hurt. So maybe them taking a full year and recouping and being with family and, and there might be a concern of COVID for sure. But in that same context, like I, I got to look at it from the perspective if I've played football for eight straight years, nine straight years, and we're talking about the New England Patriots where you're playing at least into January, right? Those are long seasons. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of practice. It's a lot of work. Sometimes just taking that taint, that that time off, it might be good. I don't know if you got more, if you got anything you want to add to that, Dylan. I mean, no, you pretty much hit it on the nail with that. I definitely don't see us tanking. Uh, most guys definitely do be getting hurt. This season is definitely going to be a different one. So, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be an interesting season. I think like if there's any season, if there's any seasons for rookies to shine, it's this season. Personally, because right. I think a lot of rookies are going to get that playing time. I mean, if you think about it, uh, what's the name of the, of the running back for the for the for the uh, for the Chiefs? He just opted out. Damian, Damian Williams. Williams. He balled out in the Super Bowl. He's taking the, the time off. So uh, Hilaire Edwards Hilaire or whatever his name is, rookie mm-hmm. from LSU, he's about to be getting these snaps. A hundred percent. So he gonna be able to ball out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You look at a guy like C.D. Lamb who's been training, who's been getting ready, he hasn't stopped playing football at all. So realistically, when it's time for the season to start, he's going to be in great shape. These are opportunities for guys. These are great opportunities for the rookies, for the guys who who have been able to get that chance. I'll be real with you. This might even be a springboard opportunity for a lot of these teams that are like on the cusp of becoming powerhouse teams. Like you look at a team like the Bills, or you look at a team like the Titans, right? Or even to a certain extent, y'all might look at me crazy when I say this, I feel like the Vikings are on the cusp. Even though they lost Diggs, I feel like the Vikings are like a playoff victory away from really being like one of those elite teams. Right. Really. Well, they, yeah, they've been there the past couple of years. It's it's that that defense that kind of holds the a lot of that together for them. Right. 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 So I don't know, man. Like I, I think I think it's it's intriguing. But you know, another thing that I wanted to talk to you guys: Do you feel like this is an adverse effect potentially? of maybe the players association not doing what they need to do? Do you think maybe there's something that we don't know that might be pushing these players out? Or do you um, still think it's it's still just an individual thing? I still think it's just an individual thing. I feel like if there was a situation with the NFLPA, we would hear a lot more about it because the players were very vocal on what they mm-hmm. wanted before they were comfortable reporting to camp and stuff like that. So I right. feel like if those questions were still not answered or if there are still things like that, we'd still be seeing a lot of that on social media. But it seems like a lot of that has, a lot of those questions have been answered, which is why people are like, all right, bet, let's play. Like, we're good. Yeah, so it, it's going to be interesting. And another name to keep in there, we're talking about COVID, um, Vic Beasley, who just, I think, mm-hmm. got picked up by the Titans, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Because he was, he was with the Falcons. And now he's with the Titans. He has not uh, reported at all uh, for COVID test for COVID nineteen testing, and has not been in communication with the Titans at all. Um, <laughs> so uh, they put him on the <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure at this point he's on the did not report list because the veteran players should be in by now, and nobody really has answers on what is going on. Because remember these teammates. And he's on a new team, so I don't think all these guys really know Beasley like that to really be in contact with him and know what's going on. So just wanted to throw that out there as another big name that could potentially opt out. It just looks like he's going to opt out. 
Um, who? So yeah, uh, that, that as far as COVID, that's that. That's who you that. say? Vic Beasley. He can hop his ass out, man. I'm saying uh-huh. the NFL people are playing. Niggas can opt out of the NFL all they want to. It's hundreds of y'all. <laughs> so one thing I that's, wanted that's to. That's a good uh, point. One thing I wanted to mention uh, that I, I think happened after our episode was recorded last week. Jamal Adams has been traded from the Jets to the Seattle Seahawks yes, for he has. Two, two first rounders and a third round, I believe. Um, I and think I this think is a, a safety too. Yeah, I think this is a great trade on both sides. I think the Jets, you know, obviously you're getting two first round picks, a third pick, and a safety out of it. That's great. I think Seattle, on their side of the ball, you got someone who is already a top three safety in the league right now, Mm -hmm. who you know is going to come in and perform. That's not a question. Um, And Seattle's a team that, let's be real, they they work the draft, the middle rounds anyway. So losing first rounders is nothing nothing to them. They haven't had an elite first rounder since 2010, and that was uh, Earl Thomas. Yikes. Everything else has been built in the middle of the draft. Middle of the draft and free agency is where they cook. So this doesn't hurt them in any way. I think this is a win-win on both sides. I don't know about how you guys feel. I, I think it's a win-win. Um, you know, interestingly enough, I think, you know, Adams is doing what he needed to do for him. Um, I, I can tell that he's happy to be going to the Seahawks. I don't think the Seahawks was, def- was on his top teams, but I think mm. he's just happy to be out of New York. Oh, and you're um, with a team that's you know is going to compete at the end of the year. You know they're correct. There. Yes, and, and I think the the Jets. You know, I don't want to be offensive, but I don't even know if the Jets know what they're doing. Oh yeah, that's what I was about to say. So, I, don't, I don't. I feel like it's win win, but it's more win win on Seattle's part. I've never really had faith in the Jets front office. The niggas don't ever oh, do I what agree. they're supposed yeah. to do. So it's like you're in that regard, yeah, I agree. Picks, you're going to waste those first round picks. Good shit, Seattle. Good shit, Jamal. The Jets will be the Jets. J-E-T, suck, uh-huh. suck, suck, suck. So, you know, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I've never felt like the Jets front office knew what they were doing. So when you're at a front office that's trying to figure it out, um, I think that the best thing for you to have is draft picks um, because you you haven't established a culture. I feel that Adams is definitely one of those guys that you could utilize to build a culture. But the problem here is, is that Adams wants to win. So when mm. your culture-building guy wants to win, and who knows what he was being told when he came to the Jets. Yeah. They probably were like, oh, we could turn this around, whatever. But, you know, it didn't It didn't happen. And he wants to win. So he's like, you're going to trade me to a team that's going to win. And you, you know, know he's going to mesh very well with that uh, Seattle defense. That's his type of ball. Yep. And, and honestly, what's funny is is uh, more more or less again, you know, Buddha. I'm, I'm gonna say you were right on something you said a long, long time ago, a long, long time ago. I think it was you who said it. I can't remember if it was Dylan or B or somebody else, but Le'Veon Bell feels the type of way about it. And Le'Veon said on social media, people do all the hooting and hollering to get you brought in just to leave. LOL. Like people weird, yo. The internet got these dudes doing whatever for attention. Even when they tell you shit, they don't believe themselves. Damn. So, I mean, he made that decision to try to get a bigger contract in New York. Yep. You know, and, and we we talked about this. Even before he left, when he was in Pittsburgh, causing all those issues, 
You know, at the end of the day, when the system is doing you well, you don't leave. You don't. You know what I mean? You you still haven't necessarily proven yourself in that regard. And, you know, I personally don't really feel bad for him because... He's mad he left over Jamal, that, that trash-ass program. Oh, he's He became forgotten about last year. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't have the blockers anymore. Yeah. And when you're a running back, and I've said this time and time again, unless your name is Barry Sanders... There's not much you can do without an offensive line. It just is what it is. And we've already established that the Steelers consistently are always a top five to top seven offensive line. Mm-hmm. They do what they need to do. They're grinders. You know what I and, mean? And, 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 and you got you to gotta, you gotta be aware of this. Right. When he was in Pittsburgh, he was in a situation to where even if uh, someone got through that, that front line there, he was able to dance around and move. But when four people are on your ass because nobody blocked them, you're not going nowhere. Right, and, and furthermore, this is this is where I'm like, oh, Le'Veon, you're tripping. I, I just wanna I just wanna make things perfectly aware, and this is why I'll be real with you. This is one of the main reasons why I do not really like how media displays certain situations, which is why I'm happy that we do the podcast the way we do the podcast. Just we're regular people. We don't try to feed into all that hype. Everybody's kind of jumping on Jamal Adams now and saying, oh, he left. He was supposed to be a leader, woo, 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 whatever. I do want you guys to understand that Jamal Adams is 24 years old. Man, he's a jit. He's 24 years old. I, I really want to know how many people on this planet could be 24 years old playing in New York for a team that's not that good, playing a position where you can change the outcome of certain parts of the game, but you can't change aspects of the full game from a safety position. Uh, it's, it's it, just, it just doesn't happen. It's the man impossible. came into the man came into the league at 22. He's made it to the Pro Bowl, I believe, two years in a row. He's considered an up and coming player. And the thing is, is like we talk about him like he's this fully established player. If you ask me, he's more of a box guy than anything. I think that him going to Seattle is going to do him some justice because, for the record, he has a shitload of tackles. He has quite a few sacks, but, you know, he's a safety. And he has two career picks. So he has some learning to do. And I don't know if New York's really that situation for him. Like him going to a place like Seattle where he's going to work with Pete Carroll. And to be honest with you, we saw what Pete did with Cam Chancellor. Yeah. Jamal's kind of in that same frame. 100%. Who's, who you know is he going to learn so, from in New York? Uh, not gays. You know what I'm saying? Like people, people are really giving this man like the short end of the stick. He's a baby. Yeah. He's 24 years old. You know what I was doing at 24? Not making smart decisions and being a leader. I can tell you that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and shit. A lot of this came from the fact that it was New York that just wasn't transparent with him. They, they told him a lot of shit. They said, oh, we're going to send you a contract offer in January. We're going to start working on it. And then, like, they just didn't follow through on anything they ever told him. So it's like, no, if I'm him, being 24, like, about to enter my prime in my career, like, why am I even going to bother trying to ride out with y'all when y'all can't even keep it 100 with me? Not only can the, not only would the front office not keep it a buck, like, the coach tripping, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We already know Gase out of, we already know Gase out of his mind. Everybody tripping. I, I got to go. I got to clear it. You know what I'm saying? So, 
you know, best of wishes to him, best of wishes to the Jets. And, you know, obviously Jamal Adams is a top 100 player. So, you know, he, he's, he's doing what he's got to do. Right. 100%. And speaking of top 100 players, um, over the past few days, the NFL has been doing their yearly countdown um, of the their top 100. Um, I don't know who votes on this list. Players, but players, players. Players vote? I think it's strictly, it's either strictly players or it's players and some front office people. But I think it's strictly players. Got you. So, um, I'm not going to obviously go through the whole list. I'll just count down the top 10 mm-hmm. um, of who the, the final 10 were. At number 10 was uh, Derrick Henry. Number 9, Stephon Gilmore. Number 8, DeAndre Hopkins. Number seven, George Kittle. Number six, Christian McCaffrey. Number five, Michael Thomas. Number four, Patrick Mahomes. Number three, Aaron Donald. Number two, Russell Wilson. Number one, Lamar Jackson. Um, Wait, did you say Pat Mahomes in any of that? He's number four. Okay, okay, I, 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 have, didn't, I didn't hear it. My, my mistake, my mistake. I have an issue with Pat Mahomes not being one or two. I don't think Russell Wilson should be a, above Patrick Mahomes. If I'm, if I'm keeping it a buck buck, and I love, and I love uh, Russell Wilson, but so you know, and I, I agree with you, I agree with you, but you and know, I don't think Lamar should be number one personally, but I, I agree with you completely. But you know, you said it yesterday. I think the word that you used was contrarian. Right. Um, I, I'll put this out there like this. So remember, it, it is voted by the players. Um, and the players, you know, they watch film, they're on the field or whatever. You know, what I think it is, is they're, I, I don't think Mahomes being number four Who's number three? is a detriment to Num- these three. Number three is Aaron Donald. I think I don't I, I think, see I don't why, think being that it's by the place I could kind of see why they why these numbers are where they yeah are. so that and, and yeah exactly and I, I'll break it down just a little bit I don't think it's a detriment to Mahomes I think it should be an eye-opener for us to see just how good the Chiefs are right I think Russell Wilson is a top three player in the league because He's the you put anybody else yeah I feel that anybody else as a quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, I can promise you. So we're not necessarily talking not about do. just what that individual is capable of doing. It's about right. in the right. grand scheme of things. So, I got you. Okay. So so the whole thing about it is is that the one thing that we cannot deny is, and, and I said this even before the Chiefs really started taking off on their run when they played us two years ago when we went to the Super Bowl and beat the Rams, I was like the Chiefs have a cheat code. Andy Reid figured out the cheat code. And what Andy Reid did was, remember, these other receivers, because even Sammy Watkins, guys, I got to say this too. Can we please stop talking about Sammy Watkins like he's a bum? He is a bum. He's not trash. He's hurt. Oh, I'm tired of hearing that. Sammy Watkins runs a 4-4 solid. solid. Right. Correct. But he does it at receiver. So when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill who runs a 4-3 solid, 
you have the other guy, I never say his last name correctly, Hardman or whatever, number 17, who runs a 4-3, and then another receiver who runs a 4-3. Sammy Watkins chilling in the in the slot, still running a 4-4. He's still one-on-one, and it's probably not the fastest guy covering him. So what I'm trying to get to is Mahomes has a baby cheat code because all he has around him is speed. You understand what I'm saying? Like, he has these speedy guys. Now, when you compare him to the other two quarterbacks that's ahead of him, even Lamar, like, the detriment to Lamar is they built a whole offense around Lamar. Now, here's why I think players are saying he's number one. By week three, everybody knew the offense was built around Lamar. Everybody knew what was coming, but nobody could stop it. You see what I'm saying? By week three, because let's be honest, I don't think the Ravens have a super complicated offense. There were there were points in time where they were showing you that they would run the same play four or five times in a row, but just change the personnel, kind of like what the San Francisco 49ers do with Jimmy Garoppolo, because Garoppolo is still trying to get grasp of the playbook. But there's mm-hmm. a difference in the in the way that Garoppolo did have a better defense for what it's worth. Lamar, I mean, you couldn't stop him. Yeah. It's like you knew the play that was coming, and, and you couldn't matter. stop him. It yeah. didn't matter. Whatever it was that you threw at him, blitzes. It's like it's like when you play coverages. in Madden. It's like when you play in Madden. Someone hits R two just to show you a play they' about to do, and then they still cook your ass on it. That shit disrespectful. Exactly. You and, and that's why I think they kind of again. A lot of people are are saying it like it's a detriment to Mahomes, and I'm like, I don't think they're trying Mahomes. I think we try the Chiefs. Yeah. Because regardless of the fact. That's a good football team. Yeah. Their defense finally picked it up. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dylan. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Andy Reid is a good-ass coach. Andy Reid should have two or three Super Bowl rings under him right now, but things happen. So he finally got his first. But the defense picked it up. Honey Badger did what he needed to do as far as, like, leading that secondary. Spagnolo finally figured out a way to get the defense aligned and do what he needs to do. That's a good football team. Right. It's a good football team. So, again, like, I, I think what the players are saying is if you put Mahomes on the Seahawks, they don't think Mahomes is going to get to the Super Bowl. If you put Mahomes with the Ravens, they feel like, eh, he might get to the same place. He won't be as exciting and as good as Lamar. Russell Wilson the on place. the Chiefs would definitely take them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you, uh, you feel I, me? I, I see Lamar, what you're and, and Lamar and Lamar is winning. Or Lamar, yeah, hundred percent. Oh God, that would be uh, <laughs> God. I would cry because that would be my now, division. <laughs> now you're understanding. This is and yeah. that's why I I like the top 100 because although regular fans disagree with a lot of the decisions that's being made, the voters are the guys on the field watching, watching the, the film, film playing they against prepare, them. They prepare. They right. prepare for these guys. It's not like they don't know what these guys are going to do. Derrick Henry runs the same run plays every week. Right. You know where he's going. You know the gap and that you got to defend. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. I take my comment back then. Yeah. And, and, you, and, I, right, and again, I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I think you can argue for either one of them being in whatever position you put him in. Yeah. But regardless of the fact, him being where he's at, especially with Aaron Donald in the mix somewhere, Aaron Donald, to me, is the most dominant player in the NFL. It's scary. What Period. A bit People want to through. say, oh, offensive players are more dominant. I've seen Aaron Donald dictate the tempo of a game from where he's at. Here's he the reason why the Patriots only scored 13 points Yeah, <laughs> in that Super Bowl. 
It wasn't yeah. like they couldn't get those points. They could not run the ball. Yeah, he's a game wrecker, that's for sure. You know what I mean? Um, they ran the ball. We ran the ball later on in the second half as the rest of the team, as the rest of the team started getting grinded out. But Aaron Donald never lost a step. Yeah, See what no, I'm saying? So it's, you and know, I, I, I did I just want to. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no you, you, got, you got it. You got no, it. you go. I insist. Oh, I was just going to say, I just think the list, I think this year's list, in my personal opinion, is probably one of the better lists that I've seen. I thought yeah. it was very fair. I yeah, thought I players were. I thought a lot of players were exactly where they needed to be. Um, you know, like, yeah, you have some first-year players that might be rated very highly, but I think they're rated very highly because players are looking at it like, damn, like, you took over. He might be here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that. I mean? So, um, I did just want to say, just to kind of tie in the Jamal Adams thing, he is the highest-rated safety. On the top 100 list at number well, yeah, uh, I mean, at number 27. Absolutely, I, I mean, at the end of the day, like he's really good, yeah. and and the thing is, is that he was always an in the box kind of guy, but now he's added that element of coverage. He has past breakups. The only thing is, is if you look at his stats, he just ain't got no hands. He should have more picks. But yeah, I'm not shocked at all that, that he's he's in that he's regarded as that high by the players. I mean, yeah. he's he's really that good. <clears throat> Speaking of lists, um, you know the only non-quarterback to make the list every year so far? Yes, I do. Who is it? It's the one and only Larry Fitzgerald. Bro, listen, bro. Every his package, year of his, his package, his package this year, because I didn't watch many Cardinal games, but I saw his thing and I really like when they were like, oh, he's made it every year. I was like, oh, let me watch his package, bro. He had a great year for a team that didn't do much of anything, <clears throat> bro. Listen, Larry Fitz and, and was crazy, bro. Was crazy. D hop is about to go over there and soak in all oh. that knowledge. They're gonna be fun to watch this year. Oh yeah, Cardinals about to be dope. You have to play Larry Fitzgerald one on one now. Cardinals about to yeah. be dope. Larry Larry Fitzgerald last year had seventy five receptions, eight hundred four yards, and four touchdowns. At practically forty years old, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. You get a man his props now. He needs yeah, a ring. No G shit. <clears throat> they need they need to get him a ring. I'd be real with you. If Larry, once Larry Fitzgerald is like ready to retire or whatever, he might have to do a one year like, joint. Hopefully, like the team that's like destined to make it to the Super Bowl can just be like, hey, bro, like ride along, bro. Ride the wave. Facts. Don't get this ring. He he deserves a ring, in my opinion. In my opinion. But um, yeah, man. Uh just wanted to translate over, like, not translate I wanted to transition to the NBA real quick. Go for it. <clears throat> the season starts today, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's exciting. That's exciting. Oh. Like I'm, I'm so excited. I'm serious. Tonight, um, tonight's game about to be fire. Um, it is. It is. Would you, would you like to tell? Uh, yeah. All the Alex who's playing. Well, at six thirty, you have Jazz Pelicans, but in the nine o'clock slot, it's Clippers Lakers. So this is the first and, game that actually means something. Right, and and what's, what's crazy is is that uh. The the games have really been good. Yeah. The games have really been good. I, I'm shocked at just how competitive. And I feel like maybe what we were saying before was right, how 
it has picked up a little bit more competitively. It's like overcharged open gym games, right? No crowd mm-hmm. participation. So you're really starting, you're seeing real basketball. Like you're seeing plays that you wouldn't see before. Like Devin Booker punched it on a big man. Didn't even know he had it in him. But we were just talking about what? The, the Lakers and the Clippers. That's some respect. Last, I'm sorry? That's some respect for Devin Booker, bro. You mean you ain't know he? How am I not? You mean you ain't know he had that in him? Because he's not he's not a, a slasher. He's a, he's a shooter. You trip. He doesn't have that many dunks like that. Oh, okay. I mean, find me the video, and and I'll and I'll, I'll believe you. I just haven't seen it. I'm I'm saying it from my perspective. Um, but uh, you do that every time, bro. God damn. Where you get? Yeah, pretty much. Old pretty dogs much. don't learn new tricks, bro. Shit. No, I, I don't need to. Yeah, I don't need to learn new tricks because yeah, it's effective. It's effective. Um, <laughs> you just shut the fuck up there. No, if, listen, if I shut the fuck up, I mean, this, everything kind of changes up from here, dog. Just going to keep it a buck. So, I mean, really think about what you're saying right now. Said, let, and I'm going to allow you like see, five minutes to just what you, really, what you really, see how, you see really how much, analyze you see how he what don't listen? What did I say? <laughs> I said let me. Sh- I you don't. I said let me shut. The oh, fuck you up. said let you. Look at you. So real. Oh, my bad, big dog. My fault. Self serve. You know I don't like. I was listen. just gonna watch y'all fight. That's all. I see you. And you look entertained. You literally. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just enjoying it. I'm like, hey, I'm not um, the target this time, y'all. Best. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, it, I I beat up Dylan like last week at the crib, so it's okay. Yeah. He can he can get his rocks off. Dylan, you gonna um, slander you like that? Uh, on the air. On the air. On the air. No, I'm just playing. I didn't. I didn't beat up Delilah. I love the young man. Uh, but we were talking about Lakers Clippers. Um, did we talk about Sweet Lou? No, that happened Last afterwards. Week? Him being Sweet uh, Lou going yeah. to Magic City, baby. But you I know, had to get them wings, baby. I, I'll be real with you. I'll be serious. And grab a handful you know, of ass. I was watching. I was watching ESPN, and I was watching Bomani Jones. And you guys, you know, you guys know I love Monty Jones. I love Monty Jones. Um, I, I literally, with all my heart, I think he's not with all your heart. Arguably, top real talk. I, listen, his podcast is on point. His perspective is real, and like I think him and Shannon Sharp are like the only full-on black sportscasters that we have on the main on a main like television screen. If that makes any sense, like they're really themselves. I don't know if you remember, but Bomani no, was you're not fucking with trouble. Stephen A. Bill? Well, it's not that I don't fuck with Stephen A. <laughs> fuck with Stephen A. It's not, it's not that at all. I think I think Stephen A. is at a place now where he has to support a particular agenda. Mm-hmm. And I think because he has to support that agenda, it prevents him from saying the things he wants to say how he would like to say it. Okay. I think Bomani and Shannon came in with a different agenda in mind, right? Because, I mean, for, for what it's worth, Shannon is coming from the football field. He doesn't really need this gig. Bomani doesn't really come as the type of guy who really cares for that big of a platform. He loves who loves him. So these guys are going to say what they want to say, how they want to say it. I mean, come on now. Bomani Jones went on national TV wearing a, like a wannabe Cleveland Indian shirt, and it said Caucasians on it. Bitch. Come on, bro. Like, if that doesn't tell you the type of person that he is, I don't know what else would. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you listen to his podcast, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, when, when he does his podcast, he's super black. 
you know what I'm saying? And and him and Max were getting into an argument, and I and it made me laugh a little bit because Max was like, I don't understand how you could just go to the strip club for some food and not the entertainment. First and foremost, I just want to let people know, whoever's listening to this podcast that's never been bruh. to the strip club or has been to the strip club but has never had some lemon pepper strip wings club food bruh. is the best food you will ever have. I nah, promise It makes you. no sense, but so true. Now, speaking on, what a lot of people don't know is in Magic City, don't ask me how I know because I knew this before it hit the airwaves. The airwaves? There... Magic City has a specialty flavor just for Lou Williams. Because, you know, Lou, Lou is from Gwinnett. Like, he's from Atlanta. He's Atlanta, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Gwinnett might be Zone 6, Zone 2. It's, it's Atlanta, Atlanta. So, he, uh, the specialty wings is the lemon pepper dry rub with a coating of barbecue sauce. And they call it Sweet Lou Wings. That's mm-hmm. what it's called. Look it up. That sounds fire. It's and listen, I want some lemon pepper barbecue wings. I will have those at some point this weekend. Jeez, it's, uh, it's going that down. Great. So, you know, the whole fact of the matter is, is like it just goes to show you how sports culture and pop culture, there's still not a full alignment per se. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, in pop culture, in black pop culture especially. Yes, you can go to the strip club just to eat some food and clear it. Of course, the entertainment being there is a plus, but you didn't go there to throw no ones. You went there to eat. Right. It's nice to see a little shake in your face. It's cool. But you didn't go there to throw ones. You got your food, ate. It's happy. I mean, strip club happy hour is probably the best happy hour in the world. Right. Cheap drink, cheap food. Eat and drink. Enjoy the bar. Might have a right. conversation or two. And go on about your business. Well, especially because I think he went by himself, too. He did. He so did. so it's like, that's one of the things, like, bro, like, I, that makes me I'm believe chilling, even more that, yeah, bro. he kind of just went to get some wings real quick. Cause like, why, why, first of all, why is he getting, why is he talk, why is he news for going to the strip club? So, why is he news for going you to know, the strip what, club what, in the first place? Y'all gonna stop doing these long ass pauses after I say some shit. You said no, you no, said no. why is he what? Why is he news for then going to the strip club? Because well, because he left the bubble to go to uh, the funeral of a family friend, I believe. Mm-hmm. And while he was in Atlanta, he left to go to the strip, like because they're not supposed to be out and about doing shit. Because they're supposed to be in the bubble technically, but he left the bubble to go to a funeral. But that wasn't the story because while he was supposed to be you know up there for the funeral, he went to the strip club. Gotcha. So. Interestingly enough, yeah, so the, the, the Magic City Kitchen menu has the Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue. Mm. Now, there's a reporter by the name of Chris Kirshner, and he's from The Athletic, and The Athletic is the uh, subscription-based uh, sports journal. Now, he went to Magic City just to try out the wings, wink, wink, and this is his words, and I quote, <clears throat> They had a perfect amount of crisp. Not much breading to make it thick like fried chicken, but enough to give the skin a crunchy texture. The meat inside was juicy and yet fully cooked. It pulled right off of the bone without much fight. And the sauce, oh the sauce. It had a combination of sweet and smoky with the lemon pepper seasoning giving it some zing. The flavors just explode in your mouth. The wings weren't swimming in sauce, 
so as to not be too messy, but it was enough to leave you licking your fingers. Mm. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and then athlete, and then an athlete advocator, an athlete advocator, right? Add the, and, and then there was a guy named Zach Soskin, who's an athlete advocate, and he posted a picture of those wings and the fries and the sauces, and he said, I totally get it, Lou Will. That's great. That's great. Yes. So, hold on now. Josh Hart was uh, searching to see what was the big deal about those wings, and he says, and I quote, yo, if the wings at Magic City hit like this, I'm leaving this bubble. Here's the reason why. There is a review on the same Sweet Lou lemon pepper barbecue wings, and it oh says, Lord. but y'all, the reason why I came here, the wings, those mother clucking wings delivered to you by guys on the other side of a tiny little window. Pro tip, bring cash only or else you're starving. Car will get you nowhere here. I entered Nirvana when I hit into the, when I bit into the first wing. I could hear the deafening crispy crunch over the loud music and conversation. It just became me and the chicken wing, and no one else was around. The perfect <laughs> amount of sauce, so you weren't begging for napkins. Oh, y'all. The right amount of salt, so you weren't done after just two. The medium wings had just the right amount of heat that you weren't sucking in your mouth, and paired with a cold beer or drink to cleanse your mouth before the next bite, it was perfection. And the fries are my favorite type. Basically steak fries. Little golden pillows of heaven. They were so good, we ordered in another box. Now, it could have been the alcohol taste in this food, and who knows if I'll ever feel the same way about those wings when I'm sober, but I like to think it's part of the magic of Magic City that made those wings taste so damn good. Damn, man. Listen, we got to go to Atlanta. I'm about to say, I'm always trying to slide, man. Y'all always trying to slide, man. I'm telling you now, on the other side. That's got to be a vlog if we go. Exactly. Now, on the other side, what I will say is I do understand the, the protocol negatives with what Lou did, right? But right. in the same context, even though people are like, oh my gosh, quote unquote, he's putting people in danger, he's putting the season in danger, remember, he still has to be tested twice yeah, and, like, court. Like, what do y'all think and quarantined. Doing during this time? So <laughs> he knew he knew what he was getting himself into. He knew he was going to get quarantined anyway. It wasn't like he was just going to walk in and they'd be like, all right, y'all buzz, you straight. What, what, no, they was going to quarantine him regardless. What do you doing, though? Like, after he leaves Magic City, like, People really gotta. That's what I'm saying. We gotta not act like this virus is a. Well, that's why that I think that's why because everybody's imagination goes right. wild, people Dylan. Like everybody's like, oh well, if he's out there at the strip club, he's probably just going anywhere he exactly. wants to. Exactly. People stuff. need to get educated, right? Bro. Right. Because I'm at the strip club and, and I might be. Doesn't mean I'm walking around. Doesn't mean I have AIDS. Doesn't mean I'm walking around touching everything. Going mm-hmm. to older people homes. Going to this. Like I'm not walking. He's not around eight thousand people a day to where like you gotta worry about him contaminating everybody. Like, we gotta, we gotta, we need, we need to stop using this crisis to like not allow us to think logically on a lot of things. Right. Right. It's true. It's very true. So yeah, man. I mean that that is that is pretty much it in the world of of uh, the NBA right there. So I mean, I don't know if there's anything for wrestling, MMA. No, nah, man, we're, we're good right now. Probably in the next couple of weeks we'll have some stuff because I know there's a UFC pay-per-view coming up in a couple of weeks, so. Oh, wow. So it's just like. It's the it's going to be the. Practically, next, we're practically almost done then, huh? Yeah, but next uh, that next UFC pay-per-view, it's um, 
the trilogy fight between Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic, and it's Cormier's last fight, so it's it's a big one. Mm, and they they beefing a little bit now. Mm-hmm. So so that that'll be a good one. Okay, okay, that's what I'm talking about. All right, so looks like we're gonna transition over sweetly to the. <laughs> see what I did there, sweetly. <laughs> uh, we're gonna transition over sweetly to uh, underrated bars of fame. I, I kind of I do have a song in mind. I just wanted to know if you guys had any special requests just off the top of your uh, off the top of your head that you wanted to be spat for underrated bars of fame. Nah, bro, I'm good. Nah, Dylan, take off. All right, so I was listening to this song the other day, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, I, we, we, we really haven't given the game his just due. I feel like we did one song by the game, and this was a while back. Um, but this song um, is called, I, I don't know if I've done this before, but have I done my life by the game? No. I didn't think so. So um, that's going to be my underrated bars of fame. Um, I, I got to say this. I, I have to be very honest. I think that the game's ability, like listening to this song, and I want to say maybe like two days ago, and I was like, oh, I want to do this for underrated bars of fame if I haven't already. I think one of his most underrated talents, so to say, on the mic is his ability to kind of break things down for you fluidly, but in a very simple manner. He paints it very. It's it's very easy to see the picture he's painting. Mm-hmm. Yes, he he does it words very crisply, very yeah. cleanly. It's not too much over the top. Like you can listen to a game song and at the end be like, "Yo, I know exactly what he's talking about." Yeah, he's not gonna kill you with metaphors and all kinds of crazy, you know, lyrical miracle stuff. Like everything right. is just. But, but just, it's still, he's but good it's still super solid. Yeah. Um. So the beginning of the track, it has a. Uh, somebody running up on him um and he well the person obviously is coming in his house to rob him but he catches him slipping and has his shotgun and his dogs are barking everywhere and I, his dogs i didn't even know this but his dogs are their names are tupac and biggie yep and um i think it's probably i think it alludes to what happened to the game i want to say this was like early 2000s when he got ran up in his house and, and almost died he got shot a few times in, in like he got like uh, his house was invaded, yeah. And some, I think yeah, he was, was like shot at, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. So I think there might be in that. So anyway, underrated bars of fame, uh, my life, the game featuring Lil Wayne and Lil Wayne on the hook. I'm sorry, Lil Wayne on the hook. That is fire. Yeah. I, I just want to put that out there. Um, all right, and I'm grinding till I'm tired, cause they say you ain't grinding till you tired. So I'm grinding with my eyes wide, looking for a way through the day. A light for the night. Dear Lord, you done took so many of my people. I'm just wondering why you haven't taken my life. Like, what the hell am I doing right? My life. Take me away from the hood like a state penitentiary. Take me away from the hood in a casket or a Bentley. Take me away like I overdosed on cocaine. Or take me away like a bullet from Kurt Cobain. Suicide. I'm from a windy city like do or die. From a block close to where Biggie was crucified. That was Brooklyn's Jesus, shot for no fucking reason. And you wonder why Kanye wears Jesus pieces? Because that's Jesus' people. And game, he's the equal. Hated on so much, passion to Christ need a sequel. Damn. Yeah, like Rockefeller needed Siegel. Like I needed my father, but he needed a needle. I need some meditation so I can lead my people. They asking why. Why did John Lennon leave the Beatles? And why every hood to feed off of evil? 
Answer my question for this bullet leaves this desert eagle. And I'm grinding till I'm tired. Because they say you ain't grinding till you tired. So I'm grinding with my eyes wide, looking to find a way through the day, life of the night. Dear Lord, you done took so many of my people. I'm just wondering why you haven't taken my life. Like, what the hell am I doing right? My life. We are not the same. I am a Martian. So approach my phantom doors with caution. You see them 24 spinning? I earned them. And I ain't no preacher, but here's my Eric sermon. So eat this black music and tell me how it tastes now. And, and fuck Jesse Jackson, because it ain't about race now. Sometimes I think about my life with my face down. Then I see my sons and put on that Kanye smile. Damn, I know his mama proud, and since you helped me sell my dream, we can share my mama now. And like MJB, no more drama now. Living a good life, me in common, on common ground. I spit cracking, this could drive it out of town. Got a Chris Paul mind state, I'm never out of bounds. My life used to be empty with a, like a Glock without a round. Now my life full like a chopper with a thousand rounds. And I'm grinding till I'm tired because they say you ain't grinding till you tired. So I'm grinding with my eyes wide looking to find a way through the day. A life for the night. Dear Lord, you done took so many of my people. I'm just wondering why you haven't taken my life. Like what the hell am I doing right? My life. Walk through the gates of hell. See my Impala parked in front. With the high beams on, me and the devil sharing chronic blunts. Listening to the Chronic album, playing backwards, shooting at pictures of Don Imus for target practice. My mind fucked up, so I cover it with the Raider hood. I'm from the city that made you motherfuckers afraid of should. Made my grandmother pray for good. It never made her happy, but I bet that new Mercedes could. Ain't no bars, but just couldn't escape the hood. And it took so many of my niggas that I should hate the hood. But it's real niggas like me that make the hood. Riding slow in that Phantom just the way I should. With the top back in my socks hat, I'm paid in full. The, the Alpo couldn't stop that. Even if they brought the, the pock back, I still keep this motherfucker cocked back. And I'm tired, and I'm grinding till I'm tired. Because they say you ain't grinding till you tired. So I'm grinding with my eyes wide, looking to find a way through the day, a life for the night. Dear Lord, you done took so many of my people. I'm just wondering why you haven't taken my life. Like, what the hell am I doing right? My life. Underrated by fan fame, the game. Yeah, featuring 50, I mean, shit. featuring Lil Wayne. That was one of my favorite game tracks. Yeah, listen, he says some really low key things, and I was like, damn, I get why you said that. Like when he says, "Uh, why did John Lennon leave the Beatles?" I know for a fact that he was comparing that to him leaving G Unit. That's what he was comparing it to, and I think that's why he said it. I think in the beginning of that third verse. I think a lot of people miss all the stuff where he's talking about the whole like connotations with the devil and stuff. Him saying the music played backwards is supposed to be an allusion to like, I don't know if you remember that little time where they were saying, oh, if you play a song backwards, mm-hmm. you can hear the messages and whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, look, the game, he, yeah, he be reading books, man. No messages, but... Yeah, he, he, he did. And that, that track was impressive to me. I was listening to it and was like, wow, this is, this is really good. This is really good. So, um, yeah, man. I just want to say before we wrap up, just got word from Bleach Report. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe is officially holding out. Uh, he has what a not surprise. At the start of tra- he has not arrived at the start of training camp amid <laughs> trade requests. Oh, of course. He's not going to show up at all. He's going yep. to chill. Um, and, and I have a feeling if they don't trade him, he's just going to opt out the season. Yeah, he's going to opt out the season and then call it a day. Didn't see that one coming. Um, <laughs> they should have been let him go. I think now he's just losing value. So it's going to hurt the Jags even more. The Jaguars being stubborn, but they don't realize it's hurting their end game too. 
Yeah, because they're not, not going to get as much, much. for him. Because no, no, yeah. not at all. And at this point, I don't think he even cares about how much he's going to get on the next game check. He just wants he just to get wants out. out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what what happens. But uh, that was a good breaking news. Seems like you always come through with it. You know what I'm saying? But you before we even get to the particulars, um, let the ballaholics know where they can reach us if they ever want to send us an email. Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. What about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. And what about those old people who just want to be on Facebook the whole time? Uh, Ball Sports Podcast. That's what it is. I think with that all being said, I think we're done. Is yeah. it time for the 150th to- uh, time? The 150th time. Century and a half. We're century and a half in the game, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, oh, that means really our that means our three year anniversary is coming up here in a couple very weeks. Very soon, very soon. Uh, we appreciate y'all, man, for listening to us. Y'all could have been listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but you're listening to us, and we really appreciate that. For the time being, just keep listening to to what we got going on, and we are gonna keep giving you this good content to vibe to and to ride to. So just keep riding with us. We out of here. Yeah, bye. Little scallywags. <laughs> <laughs>